Hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of Talking Jacks. Talking Jacks is a podcast uh, completely dedicated to the Charlotte independence of the United Soccer League. Um, I am Alex Warren of Soccer and Sweet Tea, and I am joined here by my co-host, Ben Gosshorn, also of Soccer and Sweet Tea. Say hello, yep, Ben. That's me. That's Ben here. Yeah, just another uh, two guys that wanted to start a, another independence podcast uh, dedicated to them specifically, uh, just to talk about games, do a midseason preview, something like that. Just talk more in depth. Two friends just wanted to talk about uh, the independence. Yeah. yeah, we wanted to geek out a little bit. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you guys will enjoy our conversations. Um, we are going to probably record every week, probably going to put it out every Tuesday. That's, That's the, the goal for now. Um, and we would invite all feedback and we invite uh, participation from our listeners. We'll yep. follow us on social media. And we are at Talking Jacks on everything. All the social media. On all the social medias. And we should be up on iTunes um, very soon. And hopefully uh, this finds you well. So without further ado, we're going to dig into um, last night's game in Harrisburg. Yeah, and I think you want to talk a little bit just a basis of uh, who we are as independence fans. Oh, yeah, where we yeah. started, that kind of thing. That's a good point, um, yeah. I started going to independence games, the first year was when I went, but the first game, I don't exactly know where it was in the season, but it was against Louisville. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was our first win. It was up in UNCC. Uh, I remember Slodzik scored a goal. I was one of the lucky fans that ended up catching him as he jumped and embraced us into the stands, mm-hmm. which was a great moment for me as that was my first uh professional soccer uh, game that I ever attended so it was a really interesting moment there um was invited by Chris Davis another independent supporter uh just had a really good time um I was traveling from Greenville South Carolina at that time didn't really know what I was getting into had been to a I don't know a handful of professional or different types of sporting events um so I was interested to see that and I was still a pretty new soccer fan um but I've, since then, that season I went to a handful of games. Next season I became a second season ticket holder, uh, still traveling up from Greenville, South Carolina, about an hour and a half away, something like that. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, it was something where there was the atmosphere was always really good in Independence Games. Uh, it was a really good opportunity just to hang out with friends, drink some good beer. And the team always has been progressing, I felt. Um, and there's always good guys on the team, too, which makes it a lot easier to uh, to root for them in that case. But, yeah, the season ticket holder again this year. Uh, moved up to Charlotte, in fact, to make it a little easier and just uh, wanted to move up to the Queen City. Yeah, good things up here. So was excited for the opportunity to work more with uh, SNST as a, a writer there. Uh, I do primarily previews. Um, I've done a couple recaps, things like that. Um, well, yeah, it's it's been a good opportunity. Uh, how about you, Alex? Yeah, uh, I just want to say, like, I admire your dedication for traveling. What is that? An hour and a half drive? Yeah, about for that. Each way um, for each game. That's that's dedication. That's like an away game, basically every game. Yeah, basically it was so, it was cool, but yeah, they obviously, you know, they got your heart. They did, yeah. yeah. They uh, they probably set up that uh, Slogic goal. I, I oh, feel yeah. Like. I kind of feel like they set that up <laughs> for me, but yeah. Well, they grabbed you, and you're still hanging around, so that's the kind of stories we like to hear. Um, my story is a little bit lamer, I guess. I started following the team just on Twitter. I don't know. I think it was re- – I think, I think I followed them once in their very first season for a little while, 
and but I believe that was my senior year of college, so I was still mm. kind of I was splitting time between here and Boone, and yeah. so I just kind of probably hit the unfollow button, didn't think yeah. twice about it, then picked him back up, following on Twitter again, tried to make it out to a game a couple different times last season, never worked out, just you know, stuff happens. Life happens. And then this year, uh, decided I'm gonna be writing for soccer and sweet tea so i'm going to follow the team religiously <laughs> became a season ticket holder pretty early maybe a month or two before the season and um just kind of falling in love with the team every game after that um like you said you know the players they're always accessible like you know we yeah. you know i got the chance to meet uh luke wechter on the second yellow show that i was on oh yeah you and, do um, that and, and, and cool. like i don't know like that they're all just Every time you meet a guy, they're such great guys. They're so down to earth. Very you know, there's no there's no egos um, on the team, and you see them after the games. They're always hanging out with the kids and taking pictures, and you know that's that's really great. That's that's what a soccer team should be about. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's, it's very community driven, and I, I really love that about the independence. So yeah, they definitely take advantage of opportunities that they have, which is really nice. In the community soccer camps, I think a week or two ago they did a goalie camp. Oh yeah, I think they do really camps cool. almost every week when they're in town. And I believe they're even doing a uh, kind of a fair for the next uh, home game, if I'm not mistaken, the Wednesday. Well, yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll get more information on that um, probably as the week goes on. And we'll have that in our next episode because that'll be releasing the day before the Richmond game, which is next Wednesday. Yep. Um, I'm really excited about that. I love midweek games. Gives you something to look forward to to kind of yep. spice up your week. Um, a little extra spice in the hump day there. So yeah. it's a good thing. Yep. There you go. But, yeah, speaking of midweek games, we had a midweek game last night. Um, ben and I both were at Noda Brewery. Mm-hmm. To, for the Independence Watch Party, which really was a blast. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I haven't had that much fun in a long time. Yeah, it was It was really cool. It almost felt like a home game, just not it really, at home. It really it did. Really it cool. was a home game. Uh, it was the, like, it was a small group, uh, but a vocal group. Yeah, definitely vocal, very uh, passionate, but in a good way, though. It, it's a fun time. Uh, it's all lighthearted in that case, too. They've, we've got a good group of fans there in Jack's Militia. Um, I, I can't recommend coming out to a game enough. Uh, Matthews has got a really lo- good location there, which, of course, will be where the, the next home game is, of course, because that's our permanent home now, which is amazing. Uh, it's been really cool to see the transformation of how that's worked. Um, and I wouldn't even think it's a random occurrence, but we've started a really good streak since we've been playing at Matthews, which yeah, has what, been really nice. Yeah, three games, three victories? Yeah, three games, right? three victories. Um, I three think we're wins. unbeaten <laughs> since then, too. I'm going to go look that up just because I can. I'm going to look at the, the foot mob app. Yeah, I, but I think we're I think you're beatless right. since then. I think then, you're right. As um, uh, the fans like to call it. Let's see here. Let's see how uh, quick my network does it. But, yeah, it's uh, we've just been playing really well since then. Um, it, it's it hard not to get behind It couldn't have come at a better time, too. really. Like they, all the hype building up to the Matthews opening – and that first game started their win streak. Yeah, against and that's Harrisburg. exactly right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they went six games in a row winning, which you don't see often in any league no. at any level. You don't mm-hmm. win six games in a row very often. Um, and they've still – what are they at? They're at eight games unbeaten now as well. So yeah, eight games unbeaten, there. and I did just double-check that. Yeah, that was – we had tied with FC Cincinnati, which is a really interesting game because we just had lost to Louisville City. Which was a – Random. We won't go into that. We'll get more into that in our next episode, which we're going to do a mid-season review. So we'll go through kind of each section of the season so far and really deep dive into 
how the team has performed and on and off the field probably. Yeah. So, but definitely let's go back to the Harrisburg City game there. Personally for me, uh, especially doing the preview, looking into them a little bit, a little in depth, I would say. Yeah, you're definitely uh, our in depth preview guy. I kind of skimmed you. the, I kind of skimmed their recent form, at it, but you you really take the time and like look at how they play, not just the stats. I look at the stats and just kind of say, oh well, yeah. you know, on paper we should beat them or we should this should be a tough game. But you actually kind of watch. I don't know. You I wouldn't. Say I watch try to film, watch a lot of the but games. But you watch yeah. uh, you watch some of their re- more recent games and stuff. Yeah, see and how I they definitely play. try to watch a lot of their the highlights they do with USL, which are great. Um, I try to catch a game of theirs for the opponent that we play as best as possible, given the time. I didn't quite get to do that for Harrisburg. Well, the you nice know what thing I did was actually? Yeah, I watched the one they played play against Louisville weeks ago, too. Yeah, they had just played them. So, which was really interesting because this game. Since we played them, they have gone four or five, if I'm not mistaken. So they were on yeah, a little right. streak of their own. Um, they had, as far as I'm concerned, kind of snuck into the playoff picture there, uh, just at the eighth spot, which they're still holding on to now, mm-hmm. uh, going into a new week of games on Saturday uh, for the Eastern Conference. But I was really interested to see how we were going to play against them, uh, given the amount of games we've been playing. Uh, but there were a lot of comparable things between us and them, because they had played, I want to say, the same amount of games in the, the same time span as us. Um, so um, they had kind of had sure, a fatigue-type setup there. Yeah. Um, so they've been playing a lot of games. And like I said, they've been starting their own streak there. So I figured they had changed a lot. They had got uh, striker uh, Rapapa Mensa, who had scored against – I know he scored again, again with the kickers, but he'd been kind of on a streak there too. I think he just recently joined the team, if I'm not mistaken – um, 19-year-old kid from Ghana, in fact. Um, I'm not sure. Did he play in the first game against No, them? I was looking at that. I, I don't know how long he's been on the Islanders, but he's already made a, a pretty significant impact. Uh, scoring, yeah, he's, he definitely scored against the kickers, scored against us, unfortunately. And the first half was a really... We didn't really seem to find our rhythm as quickly as I thought we would, or really at all in the first half, I would think. What, what did you think, Alex? I, I kind of thought the same thing. I wrote in my piece that it's the first time that they've looked tired during this month of July where they have to Absolutely. play seven games, yeah. which is an absurd amount of games in a dead heat of summer. But they've been playing so well that Coach Jeffries really hasn't been able to turn, you know, do any kind of lineup changes at all because yeah. I mean you don't want to mess with the chemistry the the momentum of the team that's won six games in a row so mm-hmm. like I can understand why he didn't make a whole lot of substitutions with the starting 11 and guys weren't getting a whole lot of rest but they they looked a little tired a little sluggish yeah. to start the game um but that said I mean they still almost scored first and yeah we definitely that. watching it again it felt like we were about to break every once in a while. We had a couple decent opportunities, but their defense played really well. Their goalkeeper, uh, Brandon Miller, uh, native of Charlotte, in fact, he was really doing well. Um, And he had been playing really well the last couple games. I know they had three clean sheets in the last five games, if I'm not mistaken, Um, and they hadn't let up a lot of goals other than that odd Toronto FC2 game where it was 4-3, which I thought was... I was wondering if that would be more of an anomaly with their defense or what was going on because 
if anybody's following the Eastern Conference, uh, Toronto does not score very much, and they get scored on a lot. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was interesting going into the game. The first half, it kind of started like the New York Red Bulls game where we. We didn't quite get a rhythm early, but it was we were as fans seeing the recent form they were in. I, I figured it was only a matter of time, uh, but their defense played really well. The Islanders in that yeah. case, they played really well, uh, and they they took advantage of the opportunity they had in the first half. Uh, they yeah, we had did. a little bit of a. I don't know if they just went to sleep in extra time of the first half or yeah. what. You know, it just kind of seemed like uh, nobody was tracking that runner that ended up putting in the cross. Yeah. It was Rapapa Mensa there. And then, uh, oh, no, I'm so, sorry. The the guy who crossed it. I forget, oh, his, I forget yeah. who crossed Ooh, it. You but um, I, I'll sure pull up his name. name. John Grosh. John Grosh, he, yeah. He made that run down the down the right wing, and I don't know whose responsibility it was to track that or mm-hmm. call it out, but nobody was there, and so you had Yearwood kind of scrambling out there to try to you know block the cross, but he couldn't get there in time. And yep. And and Duck was there, but you know Mensa made a great great play on the ball yeah. and and beat him to the ball. And all in some, all, and he, sometimes he that happens. Some, sometimes that happens. You know, mistakes happen too. But that didn't seem much as much like a mistake as it. I mean, two guys went up for the ball and exactly, that, and Mensa won the header. Yeah, sometimes um, it just happens that way. I know earlier in the season we had uh, had some defensive woes and that kind of thing, some slip ups, maybe you could call it, um, but. They they scored a good goal. I think uh, you got to mm-hmm. give it to them when yeah. they when they do what they need to. They get the cross in there. They get the header there. They did what they needed to score, and they and they scored well. Um, and it was really interesting at halftime. Uh, I know me and you had talked about it there at, at Noda, and there was some tension there. Uh, I, I was wondering what was going to happen. I know I felt like if we didn't score by the sixtieth minute. You did say that. Yeah. Even and, the seventy fifth minute there was no chance we were gonna get a tie, yeah. get a, go for the win. Um, which we got our goal. Our goal the, came in the fifty first minute. Yeah. Very I mean, it was a tale of two halves for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as far as like energy, because they came out kind of how their opponents usually come out because Charlotte's been in the lead. Um, James, you know, tweeted out that this was the first time we had trailed since uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies game way back in, at the beginning of June. Yeah. So that was the last game. That was the back. last game at Winthrop. And um, that game was it, – it almost feels like that was, that's a different team now because, you know, you've got – you know, Dennis Castillo scored two goals in that game. And, mm-hmm. he's, and he's up in and Colorado he now. he's now. starting for Colorado. <laughs> um, and, and it just kind of feels like a different, a different squad out there now. It does. Um, and the biggest thing I notice in this game – um, is we have some really good – we never really give up. Yeah. That's the one thing I love about our team, too, is you'll see other games and other teams that I've watched in different USL matchups, and you can tell when the motive and the, the morale of the team has kind of gone down. Yeah. Um, which absolutely. I would even say has happened this season for us in some cases um, earlier in the season. The only but, time I can remember that happening for us was that Rochester game early in the year where we got beat yeah. 4-0. And it was – I mean, this is kind of stealing content from next week, but <laughs> they – I would I, – I, I I'll hesitate to say that they quit because they didn't quit. No. But, but they – you could see they the were morale. The morale just – after it was after the third goal, I think the morale just dropped. Yeah, 
and and then they got they cheap penalty at the end of the game, which wasn't a penalty, but yeah, you know whatever. Another discussion there, but yeah. definitely a little sneak preview of what we're going to talk about for that season. Hopefully, uh, we won't go that deep preview. dive into every single goal of every single game. That'll be yeah. like it's going to be like a three-hour podcast. It's going to be <laughs> set up in sessions. Um, just sit tight and, and get yeah, the headphones well. in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, the second half was really. In the goal for Herrera, Enzo just Enzo destroyed lost. the defense. He, he it was it, he should be tried for murder. Yeah, because they, they're probably still looking oh, for him. Gosh. Let's hope he got out of town early. <laughs> but he he does that so often though. He he and Herrera and Estrada, all three of them, and, and Alex too. That front mm-hmm. four, they have such skill and control with the ball they yep. can make defenders look absolutely silly and then this this was just one of a dozen examples you know he took he takes the touch you know gets right by three defenders mm-hmm. and then he i hate it because he doesn't get credited with his with an unfortunately assist. yeah there was a lot of back and forth well, um it, yeah with the pass that ended up getting to herrera i think he was he, I think he ended up stepping into the goal after he scored. He, he was right in front of the goal, yeah. and, and he was in the right place at the right time, which Herrera has done a lot recently. Seems he like did the same thing against uh, St. Louis. St. Louis second on time we both played of them. his goals. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, very similar. They were both created by Enzo as well. Mm-hmm. Enzo comes and takes a shot, and Jorge's there for the rebound, and then the second time he passes it to Jorge, mm-hmm. and Jorge takes the shot, gets yep. his own rebound. So. You know, it's Enzo and Jorge are really working well together, and, and when they are on like they're on, the independents can play with anybody. Absolutely, they, I don't care who they who they face. You know, yeah. They, I, honestly, I'm excited to take on Charleston very soon. Uh, when when do we play Charleston? Is it September the first matchup? The next because I know we one, play them two more times this year. It is one September. St- wow, that is not as soon the as September I game to be. is. Uh, <clears throat> On it's my September girlfriend's 9th. birthday, so it is I was really hoping to travel to for that one, yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be something to go down to. I've heard great things about the Charleston facilities. Oh, um, I've been. It's wonderful. It's yeah. very nice. I've never been for, for a uh, regular season match, but I went for, yeah, the, you pre-season went there for the preseason. I remember for that, the yeah. Challenge Cup. Um, got to see Atlanta United play uh, Columbus Crew for a little bit. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was, um, that. That was like their first real match i think technically i saw like the very end of it yeah i believe it and was and then i saw the mistaken. sounders play the, mm. the battery yeah i forgot um, they did that travel was, down for that, that was fun um that that they have a great stadium they yeah. have a great i'm i'm hoping to get down there at some point should check it out uh, I've we're not a battery podcast like but, once, but you know we yeah. can we can give credit where credit is due absolutely there's a lot of mutual respect there um which they've earned it they've been around forever so they, yeah uh, and then, they definitely um, earned it I really like to keep up with um, our writer Aaron. He he mm-hmm. he produces really good stuff about uh, about the battery. So if yep. you're a battery fan listening to this, which I don't know why you would be, but <laughs> if you are, go check you out soccerandsweettea.com and check out all the Charleston stories that we've got on there. So, anyways, uh, back back to the Harrisburg game. So we score the goal, we equalize, and then just a couple minutes later, we almost score again. Enzo's yep. shot gets saved. Um, one of Several saves that um, it's not Brandon Allen. I keep getting him mixed up. It's Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah, the other Brandon. The I other, guess yeah, the other Brandon. But uh, yeah, he, Brandon Miller played fantastic. He, he did. He had that. He had the save he's in early great form right now on on Alex, which 
almost took a deflection. I don't know how he, he even saw the ball because I, yeah. I don't remember. It was either Ross or I think Estrada it was, Ross. was in the yeah, box. He ducked in just the perfect ducked, moment. And it, I, I don't know how he made the save. Yeah. And then, and then there one, was, I think there was a handball after that, though. Probably. Uh, it but, was, you know, yeah. we won't get into USL refs. They, yeah. They, they are they're Division not the best. two refs. They're not that's, the best. That's for sure. They've been doing a lot better this season, I'll, I'll say. Maybe uh, last year things didn't go our way so much, but I think they've been doing better. I'll advocate for their them doing better. There's definitely been some slip-ups here and there, though, unfortunately. There's always room for improvement, too, mm-hmm. which is nice. So. Yep. But, yeah, the, the save on Enzo um, was probably the game the game saver, really. Because mm. if, Enzo, if Enzo puts that one away and it's 2-1, I could see this game getting away from them, maybe ending up 3-1, 4-1 to Charlotte. Because Absolutely. we had all the momentum. They were playing really well. They were playing with a lot of energy. And when Charlotte plays yep. with energy and they're pressing up high, they're really hard to, to really get past half field on, much less go oh, score. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a, a game changer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of we kind of fizzled out a little after that. We kind of sat. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, and we got a couple more chances, and then we had the weather delay. And, yeah, I think it was in I like think the, all of the 79th minute, something yeah. along like that. Yeah. This was shortly after the power went out like four times at Noda Brewery, so yeah, we were kind of. We were watching. Like, I've only seen I only phone. seen the game once, and Ben went back and watched it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're this is kind of a brief review of the game, yeah, not not overview. very deep dive, but I think the momentum really was was coming to a head, and then all of a sudden, the players are. It talking felt like to a lot official. of our other games. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't know what was going on because. Yeah, we didn't have any audio, and all of a sudden they're they're showing they're, video of the plane that's over by, and yeah, nobody knows what's going on. Uh, it was unfortunate. It's, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it was a it was a situation where it felt like it was only a matter of time until we scored. We yeah. held the possession pretty well. Um, I know going into half, we it was. Just a little bit in our favor, but we had like fifty four percent in the first half. But yep. by the end of the game, it was, I think sixty two. Sixty two. Yeah, sixty two point five. Mid sixties. Yeah, and, so, and that was the thing is we had held possession so much, and there was a lot of opportunities. I know Johnson had a good, a couple opportunities to cross it in. Uh, just just couldn't make that connection, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, weather delays happen. Uh, it's part of the lot. game. Yeah, for Charlotte, it's, I don't know. If it's very they, strange. If anybody keeps track of how many weather delays, but I, if if we're counting individual delays, Charlotte's had four. Yeah, because you had the one before the game against uh, Rochester. Mm-hmm. Halftime of the game at Rochester. Yeah. Then before the game against St. Louis, and then now in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. So at least all the other ones had been during a break. They had been either yeah. before the game or at halftime. So it's. It's a little different than when you're in the middle of the game. You're running around. It's a much you're, different thing. You're pushing for the go-ahead goal, and then you have to go sit in the locker room for 30 minutes. Yeah. It's got to be hard as a player to go through something I can't something imagine. Like no, I can't imagine. Yeah. Especially after you've just played on Saturday, you're probably already exhausted. Your mm-hmm. adrenaline is carrying you through the last 10, 15 minutes of this game. Yeah. But then you lose all your adrenaline because you have to go sit in the locker room. And so both teams kind of reacted differently to the mm-hmm. to the delay. I think it kind of reinvigorated Harrisburg. It um, definitely did. I think it was to their advantage. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. From 
you know, whatever. They came out, they did what they needed to do. They came out and they, they almost got the game winner there at the end. Yeah. Um, if, it weren't for, if it weren't for Callum Ross's back. Yeah. That um, was, it was, I mean, that was a wacky play. It, it was, was. The ball, I thought it went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And then the guy played it across and it hit the post on the outside. Mm. And then ended up somehow bouncing away from Cody. Yep. So Cody's caught out. And then there's a guy right there to take a shot. But yeah. luckily, and I remember watching that Callum, on the replay too, where in, maybe instinctively, I don't know. I'm sure, I know Cal has been playing soccer for the longest time, but he instinctively felt like he moved over to to, the, to cover the goal. Yeah, exactly. When Marcel moved out, which was so beautiful to see because and that's was. But he's a rookie, and like, yeah, like this, I forget he's a, a rookie that's all just the time. A veteran move right there. To, it was yeah to make sure that the goal's covered, blocks the shot. Then we end up getting two chances to win the game. You know, mm-hmm. at the very end, uh, the last one uh, was was Lewis Hilton hitting that bar bar. Excuse me, hitting the ball just over the bar. I mean, mm-hmm. so close. And uh, Enzo had another shot that was saved as well. So it was it was close, but in the end, you can you can live with a one to one draw. I think we can. A team. We put ourselves in a position where. It's not great to drop points. There's no doubt about it. Right. But on the road against a team that was on a streak there, yeah, playing really they're well. they're the second hottest team in the league behind us. Uh, yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. Um, it, it, was, it wasn't the best outcome. There's room for improvement. But, I mean, one thing I know we had talked about briefly is players on uh, social media were making sure that they know fans – or making fans sure that they know that they were hungry. Uh, yeah. This wasn't an opportunity where – uh, they were okay with one point, which is great to see. Yeah, I love I love it. And uh, Bilal tweeted after the game, you know, what a disappointing performance. Like we're gonna be better for you guys next week. Like, and you know, it, that's a great attitude from your captain to show leadership that mm-hmm. you know. Yes, this is in our in our eyes as fans, this is fine. We're on an eight game unbeaten streak. That's a team that's playing probably above the level that they're going to play. On average, yeah, very true. There's a lot of congestion in these. There yeah. was a weather delay. Like, you know, well, all those factors. You know, playing on short rest, you can you can live with a with a one one draw. You can live. I with think it. we can. We put ourselves in a position. They have nothing towards to hang the their heads about. You know? Yeah, I don't think so. And it's it's something we can still build upon. We're not at a point where we're taking three steps back in that game. There's a lot of all. good things to take from that game. Honestly, I feel like. even if, even if we had end up losing that game, it wouldn't have been. The end of the world, you know. Yeah. So them them scraping out a point is, I would even say, a good result. It's not even just a result you could live with. Getting a point there is good. Yeah. On the road, you, when you can get points, I think it's it's a positive. Uh, and the team never gave up, which is yeah. It's which, it's good to root for the independents in that case. It's easy to root for them in that case too. Yeah, so, they're yeah. so easy to root for. Um, the the players they play for the fans. They play for the badge. Yeah. Um. And you love to see that, and it makes it a lot easier to to get behind them, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to give their all every single game. They're never going to give up, regardless of the situation. Like we, even if you know, like they're down a man, which we've seen before. You know, yeah, there's, that, they've you, still been fighting. Yeah, yeah. there's they're, a, they're there's a, a lot of fight in this team, which is which is awesome. Makes it even better where we are, where we are right now. Yeah, um, and that USL and, and different teams are taking notice of that in the the Eastern Conference. Uh, that there's a lot of pride behind the independents right now, and, and duly noted too. It's it's good to see them where they are now, especially 
from the first season uh, that they played when I'd seen them going on to the second season, uh, they've always built upon their success, I feel like, which is where we are, where we are now. I think they're, they've, this whole season has been just a build-up to this point, which you know we'll get more into that in the next episode when we <laughs> kind of go through uh, the whole season, the season as a whole and look back. But, but you know, this game, it, it's a good result against a team that's vastly improved over just the last month. Yeah, they looked like a completely different team. And that, um, you know, if they if they continue that form, they're going to be in the playoffs. And it, we might I, we yeah. might see them again in the playoffs. Considering their defense, I wouldn't be surprised that we I don't know if we'll see them in the playoffs, but I think they'll be in the playoff picture. That East yeah. is so congested with different teams and there's a lot of teams fighting for that last spot and 8th and 7th spot really. Um uh, but they've got some positives on their team. Um and it, they definitely look like a different team in that case. Um yeah. So who was your man of the match then? If you um, had to pick. I already have mine question. picked and Ooh. written in the article, so Let's we'll see. see what you think. So it's hard not to to give it to Herrera, but as far as honestly, and this may have been because I had not looked down on Kalungi in the past, but I would, I was wondering, I was a little hesitant with him. I, yeah. I was just thinking the way he was playing. Well, we've and already talked about with several people that you were self identified. You were wrong about, there may have been Henry someone Columbia. that took over my Twitter account and said some things <laughs> about the roster. I don't know who it was. Well, uh, and let's clarify, you weren't necessarily <clears throat> insulting him or, t- you know, no. it wasn't like he's a terrible player, but you did say that you thought, um, Wector had taken his place. Yeah. Um, he, he played really well in the But then you uh, quickly, quickly said, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I take it back. <laughs> I was, it's one thing. The biggest thing I noticed is Kalungi is really smart on the ball. He, he knows what he's doing. He's strong when he needs to be. He, he's just a really good center back. He's solid. I'm glad we have in him. every and, aspect of the game, he's solid. Absolutely, yeah. And that would probably be... Without going with the obvious choice, maybe Herrera, Kalungi mm-hmm. made a really big impression on me in this game. All and right. a lot of good moves. That's your man of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus Enzo Martinez. Mm-hmm. So not, not Herrera. Almost Jorge Herrera has yep. won my <clears throat> man of the match award. He's drinking like a lot of sweet tea Five or six nowadays. times. Yep, yeah. something crazy. Every, like ever since I decided to start doing man of the match, <laughs> I think he's won it every time but once. Ooh, yeah. Well, he, I say he's won it. I've picked him every time. Yeah, you, but, he's, yeah. but how can you not? He's played... He scored, what seven goals in four games? Like some, he, he's mm-hmm. just got he's on. Yeah, I think that's seven form. and four because I know it was five or six. And then he he's had got like that. three or four assists sprinkled in there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yep. just he's playing just top level. Yeah, he's really hard to stop, and he always the the best thing about him too is he like we mentioned earlier, he knows where he needs to be. His veteran he's really smart. Yeah, he's very savvy. Uh, and it's great to have players like that on the team. It's great to have uh, people that need to know where they need to be. And that's, it makes it easier for the team and the scheme that we seem to be playing where, especially in this game, I noticed too. What's Another thing I'll take away from this game is Estrada and, and Alex Martinez were all over the place. We're all over yeah. the place. Uh, if, if Maybe I just hadn't noticed it before, but it felt like they were shifting a lot more. Uh, Ross going up and, and, and vice versa. Maybe Davidson seemed maybe a little bit farther up. Uh, in this game too, maybe I didn't it was by chance, that, but, but I haven't watched it again like you have. So yeah, um, I would. Yeah, a lot of shifts going on, but there's so much chemistry going on with this team. I think it's going to be a pretty easy game going against the kickers next. Not to 
jump ahead too much there, but yeah, we will we'll save that for another week. <laughs> um, they're a, they're a whole other story. Yes, but um, so we didn't really talk about Enzo. We talked about Herrera, even though he didn't. We I picked Enzo, but Enzo <laughs> came in and um, he really changed the energy of the game in the second half. He he kind of took over. Yeah, um, and we haven't. He hasn't really had to do that. Um, early in the season, we would see he would kind of have to take over games for us yep. and kind of be the guy mm-hmm. because we were struggling. And But this this run they've been on, they've kind of been all taking turns. You know, At it really times helps. it was Estrada. At times it was Alex Martinez. And then for this longest chunk, it's been Jorge Herrera. But this game, mm-hmm. we needed Enzo. And Enzo came through every single time we needed yep. him. You know, he, he was... You know, inches away from the game winner. Absolutely. In, in in the second half, a couple different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he and then he basically created the Herrera goal all by himself. I mean, you took yeah, on, he had a lot of really good took individual on like three or four defenders plays in this game, which, which he does led, every game yeah. too. And sometimes they don't lead to anything, but he is so skilled with the ball. Mm-hmm. It's and he knows when to shoot, when to pass, and when to dribble. And it's it's just. It's beautiful to watch. Yep. Um, a lot of good things going on with uh, the independent soccer right now. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll just kind of wrap up that the Harrisburg game with that. And, um, yeah, we will talk to you guys on Tuesday with our midseason review. Yep, looking forward to it. A lot of good yeah. things to go over there. Can't yep. wait to t- dive into the season that has been. And then um, we might do a little look ahead to the rest of the season. Yeah, it'd be um, nice to do that. See where we want to... Maybe project where we want them to be at the end of the year. Champions. Yes, that would champions. be champions. Champions or bust. Maybe maybe we can go with that. But there we go. Yeah, setting the bar high. I like <laughs> it. Well, anyways, thank you guys for listening to the inaugural episode of Talking Jacks. Um, and please, please follow us on Twitter. Yep. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can even email us at talkingjacks at gmail.com. Ooh, email address. I didn't know that. Yes, very. I set it up today. Very cool. So if you have thoughts. Um, ideas about segments on the podcast. Um, if you just want to say, hey, what's up? Hit us up on any of those various social media channels. Once again, uh, my name is Alex. This is Ben here. And yep. uh, we're signing off for the very first episode of Talking Jacks, and we'll see you next week. Come on, you Jacks. Yep, thanks. Whoa!